Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Many blessings to you this day. This is the day the Lord's made, and we're going to rejoice, and we're going to be glad in it. Thank you for listening. You know, yesterday I talked about the narrow passage, the narrow way to heaven. I also talked about believing the Lord Jesus Christ, that it's something that we all must do to get to heaven. We must believe. And I talked about criteria yesterday. He doesn't tell us all these things we must do. He says, believe in me. I will show you the way. If you read the word, he will show us how to live. But the important thing is accepting him and following the narrow path. Because, folks, the wide path leads to destruction. Many people are on that path. And I can tell you this. We need to follow the path that God has laid out for us. Our Heavenly Father, we want to follow you every day, all day. We want to be the very best people we can be. And Lord, when we, we struggle in our lives, when when the enemy tries to get a hold of us, I pray for the power of God to just shield us from that. And Lord, if we fall down, that we will stand back up again. When Lord, we do something that's against what you have for us, Lord, that we would say, Lord, forgive me and walk forward. And we know you forgive us, Lord. We know that you do, but it is something right about asking for forgiveness. And God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us be the very, very best people we can be. Lord, I understand we're not perfect. I understand that we struggle. I understand that things come that we certainly don't make the best decision on. But Lord, you know our heart. And may our hearts be pure before you. And God, if they're not, that we would purge ourselves before you today and say, Lord Jesus, help me walk with you. I give you thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. One of the great beauties of our earth is Zion's National Park in Utah. When I shared this message a few years ago, I showed pictures of this park. One very difficult hike in that park for experienced climbers called the Subway. Traversing this narrow winding canyon involves wading or swimming in water that is cold and deep, climbing over a waterfall, and climbing up a huge boulders. Zion's larger canyon and the one visited the most is called the Narrows. The gorge has walls 1,000 feet high in places, and the Virgin River, which forms a canyon, is occasionally only 20 to 30 feet across. Many people hike through this and go around the bends to see what is next, the beauty of God's creation. I imagine a number of you listening today have been there. You know, I've only read about it and seen pictures about it. I talk about it like I've seen it, but I've just because I've got online, I looked at it, I read about it, and it was very interesting, and it has some great ideas for my message. These canyons make an interesting comparison, though, with the entry of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus implies that the narrowness of the passageway to the kingdom acts as a deterrent to a major, a majority of people who might otherwise enter it. On the other hand, it seems the difficulty involved in making one's way through a narrow slot in a canyon. What do you suppose draws people to the earthly Zion Park and not to heavenly Zion? What do you think? What do the life crowd say about all this? The crowd say, but, but, but. Jesus used this next passage I'm going to share as an illustration of how the narrow door may look when all people say, I did all these things, and when in truth they had no relationship with you. As I've said hundreds of times from this radio show and from the platform of my church, words come easy. We can say anything we want to to try to convince people of who we are, but our life shows it. You are a testimony of who you are. 
Listen to Jesus again in chapter 13 of Luke, verse 25 through 27. In fact, I'm going to read 22 to 27. And Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, this is Jesus talking, folks, listen up. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and we taught on the streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evil doers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth. Folks, I am telling you the truth. That is going to happen to many folks. They think they have made it. They think they have gone through the narrow gate. But in fact, they're living contrary to the Word of God. They're living away from the Word of God. It will be a sad day for many because they did not enter the narrow door. They fell victim to looking after themselves instead of having a walk with God and truly believing and trusting in Him. Jesus will look at them and say, Depart from me, you evildoers. Yes, it's easy to enter heaven if you truly believe in the Son of God because those who truly believe will live like they know God and they will really show God. I had a friend named Lorna one time who wrote a song about that, to live for God and to really show God and know that you're living for Him and walking with Him. I hope there is not a question in any of your lives about where you are with your Lord, that you are convinced without a shadow of a doubt that you uh, put your faith in Him. Remember, folks, I said earlier yesterday, talk is cheap. Anybody can talk the talk. Our lives should be a living reflection of our Lord. It should never be questioned. When we stand before the King, we won't be concerned about what He'll say. We'll know that he will say, enter the kingdom of heaven. That's, you need to live in that confidence, folks. Live in that knowledge. Again, I repeat, he didn't say you'd be perfect. He didn't say you'd have all the answers. But he would say, if you believe in him and trust him, he will see you through. He will see you through those issues in life. I can tell you this. Let's not be counterfeit. Let's not be counterfeit. You know, when you go uh, use a big bill somewhere, a hundred, sometimes even twenties, they uh, they mark it. They can tell you if it's counterfeit or not. And if it's counterfeit, you know you're going to be in trouble. Even though you might have got it somehow, you didn't know it's counterfeit, and you're going to have to plead your case. But if I offered you a twenty dollar bill, excuse me, or a choice of a thousand dollar bill from a Monopoly game, what would you choose? Of course, you'd choose the twenty dollars because you know it's real. Where the Monopoly. 1,000 is counterfeit. What I meant to say, I got that backwards here, is I, if I offered you a real $20 bill and I offered you a $1,000 bill from a Monopoly game, what would you choose? Of course you would choose the real $20 bills. Jesus wants you to be the real deal. He wants all of you. You know, I pray that God will help all of us be the real deal. Just take a moment to think in your lives, what can I do to be real? What can I do to live for him and to walk with him, to be a better Christian? You know, 
none of us are perfect, and it is a battle. And, and to be a better Christian is interesting because that kind of that statement makes it look like you know you're going to be better than others because you do this. No, I just think he wants us to be a sincere Christian, somebody that's walking with him, somebody that 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 is listening to the Word of God and following it. You know, I, I think that uh, sometimes we just we just don't listen to God's Word and we live in our own way. I've told you many times the book of First John I love because he's so direct. And I want to share with you in, in the last couple minutes, First uh, John chapter 3. See with great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know it is that they did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will do has yet not been yet made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who listen to this, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. Listen to this. No one who lives on him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Let me read that again because I think a lot of people don't get this passage. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The only one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does not what is does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appears was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, but they have been born of God. This is how we know the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not have, uh, does not love their brother and sister. And I've used the translation, the Living Translation, uh, many times as I've discussed this, because what he's saying in this whole passage is he, and it lays it out like this, he who practices sin is not of God, but he who practices righteousness. What is practice? Practice is doing it over and over again. He who practices, if you're, now we sin, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But if you continue to practice, if you continue to do it over and over again in your life, that is all it's about. Folks, it says you're not of God. You know, and he, he's very clear here. And in our lives, we need to be clear where we're at. When we sin, we need to recognize and say, God, walk with me, forgive me, help me. And he knows, he knows your heart. But if he sees you practicing the same thing over and over, sinning against him over and over, the Bible here says, you're not a part of me. You're not a part of me if you continue to practice sin. People of God, let's stand up. Let's be godly people. Let's be holy people. Let's be the best people we can be. And when we fall down, get back up again. And if your brother falls back down, your sister, reach out your hand, lift them back up again, and encourage them and love them. We don't need to judge them. We have one judge. That's Almighty God. We don't have to worry about judging others. We just need to love others and encourage others. And I encourage you to love others. 
and to live the best way you know how. God loves you, and I believe many of you are following God to a T. And you know what? He's going to help you every step of the way. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.